For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop. I'm Reeves Kurtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington, online at mosesmeansmore.com, and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This week, we're talking about starting a new business from scratch and everything that goes into it, starting with the original concept, business plans, market research, permits, and more. Our guests this week are Ashley Skeen and Mandy Cunningham, owners of Booktenders in Barbersville, who just celebrated their one-year anniversary in the summer of 2023. Let's get in your business. Ashley, Mandy, go ahead and introduce yourselves and give us the overview of Booktenders in Barbersville. I'm Ashley Skeen. I am Mandy Cunningham. And what is Booktenders in Barbersville? What is it? Booktenders is an independent bookstore, but it's also a little more than that. We have beer and wine and coffee and tea and fountain pens and fine inks. We have a lounge in which we do author events and allow clubs to host meetings. Mainly a a bookstore. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, so, and and today we want to talk about starting a a new business, which is perfect to have you here because you all just celebrated your one year anniversary. Mm -hmm. And how's that first year been so far? Really good. It's been a lot better than we expected it to be. It's kind of uh, strange. Like our business plan numbers were ended up being like just about on point with what we've done. Okay. And that's apparently not really <laughs> a normal thing, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> we expected our business numbers to be a little bit over, you know, the plan numbers, but ended up being better. We also accidentally snagged probably the best author event that... <laughs> That we could have in our yeah. first year. So yeah, that's that, probably that gave us a, a lot. Boost. Well, mm-hmm. let's let me let's start from the very very beginning. Then, so you know, where did the idea come from for for book tenders? How did that? I know, well, and let's talk about your all's backstory. How you all got to know each other too. That's a part of this story, obviously. Okay, so um, I moved back to Huntington in 2012, and have just been like working in the restaurant industry, bar industry, also teaching yoga. Um, and Mandy and I met prior to working together at Summit Beer Station. Um, But that's where we kind of realized that we did work well together. So our friend jokingly said to me, do you want to open a coffee shop? I said, no, but it's always been my dream to open a bookstore. And his eyes lit up. Mandy came into work a little bit later. I told her about it. The next day, she had a spreadsheet. Like, Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was going to ask that. How long before the idea of like, hey, let's open up a bookstore to when the day you opened? Uh, what was, you know, to, to your first day? I mean, technically six months before mm-hmm. we started doing pop-ups. Like, okay. It was basically, you know... I had the spreadsheet, we talked about it, we figured it out in November is when we filed to become... November 2021, right, okay. Is when we filed, um, and that was maybe two months after yeah. or something. Yeah, it was Literally July just or the August time. with the idea hatched. Yeah, just the amount of time it took to file for the LLC, and then once we did that, March was our first pop-up, mm-hmm. and then we opened in June. Okay, so on this spreadsheet, what, uh, some people love a good spreadsheet. What was on this spreadsheet? <laughs> um, 
so basically the very first spreadsheet was you know the amount of people in barbersville along with you know the idea that this is how much you would need to open okay. a bookstore. Yeah. Like, I went with the bare minimum of we could open this for this very, you know, tiny amount. And then that obviously expanded. So, so like the, the location was like the first step, right? Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's Pat Hensley who you're yeah. talking about, yeah. right? Uh, you know, who has property in and around Huntington, Barbersville area. So he said, hey, look, open up a coffee shop. And you're like, no, I don't want to. I want to do a bookstore. And that's, so it was like almost the, uh, what came first, the chicken or the, the, the chicken yeah. was before the egg on, on this yeah. one, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mandy and I are both, um, I mean, I was born and raised in Huntington. We both live here. And so opening a business in Barbersville seems kind of weird, but it wasn't like we said, let's open a bookstore. Where should we put it? Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah, the space came first. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, on your numbers, so you said how many people live in Barbersville, and obviously you're more supportive than just Barbersville. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't live in Barbersville, but I come, you know, to your store. So, but what else on that market research? I mean, what, what did you find while you were doing that, while you were working on that spreadsheet? Mainly a bunch of different obviously demographics uh trying to kind of get an idea of how far um we would spread so how many bookstores are in the area okay. the closest bookstores um whether or not those are independent bookstores what places sell books what kind of books is it niche so you know inner geek is more um toys and stuff right. they have books they're yeah. in a bookstore but they're more focused on toys that's right Cicada, is more focused on used books. Yep. They've started selling some new. So we'll send people to Cicada if they want to sure. donate or sell books. Um, we'll send them to Inner Geek if they're looking for more of that comic book stuff. You know, Purple Earth and Comic World are downtown. So they've got like comics and stuff, which we only carry some graphic novels. Right. So basically it was just like, what what is around us? So What's the market where, look like? Yeah. Where can we fit into that? Right. So that we're part of the puzzle and not like you know, yeah. trying to crash into anything. And I think I was really scared and wanting to back out probably about five times. Of course. And, <laughs> of course. And I said to Mandy, I said, I feel like this, this Main Street on Barbersville has been wanting to happen for a long time. Sure. Like, what makes you think it can happen now? And she said, well, it's Jason Beter, yep. who owns businesses. It's um, Owns on, on that street, Pat. 1861. Yes, in Orbit's record shop. Yep and more to come yes and, yeah sure <laughs> and and pat and i want to add into that now like looking back the mayor mayor tatum mm -hmm. um so i would say you know going into a business you feel like your neighborhood supports what you're doing that's right i think that's really important and um that was a big factor and like okay i think this can work yeah i think my my exact quote was from It's a Wonderful Life. I was like, we're getting in on the ground floor. Blast right? this here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and having that neighborhood part is important, too. It's like yeah. Yeah. you can be a destination store, but having that drive through foot traffic doesn't hurt either. Right. I mean, yeah. you can park your where you're located. You can park your car, go to the record store, go to the bookstore, uh, get a beer, get a pizza, get a nice dinner yep. at, at Main Street there. On Central. Some, right. Like, it's, yeah, go you, get something from the bakery in the morning. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. All, all right there. And like you all said, there's there are more things to come. So that's mm -hmm. cool. What So funding, you, you, you touched on that, too. Everybody can have a great idea, but unless you don't have the money or you can't get approved for it, whatever. So how how was that process to, to get the funds and the down payments and the bankings and, and all that fun so stuff? We basically sat down and, like I said, I worked out 
a business plan um, and had an idea of what our base minimum of opening with like five bookshelves, like almost, you know, nothing, just build it up was going to be. So we had that kind of set as a goal and we knew how much personally we were going to be able to put into that. Yep. So really we just needed to kind of figure out a way to get, you know, the difference. And so we started looking for places that would give us a loan. So, you know, we took all of our numbers to, I don't know, two banks first. I think we got turned down three times. We did. So we took it to two banks first. (laughs) And uh, one of the banks wasn't going to be able to, even though they wanted to, just because they weren't, that person was not the one that was going to be able to just approve it. Okay. Um, And then the second one really wanted to and tried to push them after they said no because they squeezed the numbers. And right. Apparently, I was too honest. Okay. In our business plan, they had a better spreadsheet than you did. It was no. <laughs> they they take your numbers and assume that you inflated them, so they, I guess, I got it. Squeeze them by a percentage or something. Okay. And because my numbers were more realistic. Understood. That it dropped it. It so. was really disheartening, and the fact that we are kind of um, the fact. At the beginning of the interview, I said, we're a whole bunch of things. Well, that really confused lenders, insurance people, the health department, like the fact that we're like, hey, we are a bookstore, but we also need a beer and wine license and all that. But um, we also did a crowdfunding effort, which um, was instrumental in us being able to get some stuff that we needed before the loan finally came through. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at mosesmeansmore.com. Let's let's go back though. You said that you were turned down three times. I mean, you, and you said that was disheartening. What'd you do next? Just go to another bank? Just just keep yeah, knocking on somebody did. else's door? Yeah. yeah, we basically had the first bank we went to was just because it was, you know, a super local okay. uh, bank close to okay. where we were. Okay. And then um, we had a he business. He sent us to the second person. Yeah. And then we had a business coach, and he told us to go um, to another bank. So okay. we kind of had those three banks. Okay. And then finally, Pat actually was like, you should go to this bank. Because I feel like that one might be, okay. you know, more helpful. And so the third bank, the guy was really helpful that um, it would go through, and we were going to do a um, F, uh, what kind of loan? SBA yeah. loan, and we got rejected from that because we had crowdfunded. Okay. So at this point, we had actually started crowdfunding because we weren't able to get the loans yeah, at that sure. point. So sure. she had seen a, or heard a podcast that okay. said something about somebody like crowdfunding. Well, it's interesting. Sure. So I was going to ask, like, so I was going to assume maybe the bank said, okay, you know, here's this much money for you. But then you're like, well, we need a little bit more. So we'll do a, a crowd mm-hmm. uh, uh, crowd fundraising portion of it. But no, it was the other way around. Correct. Yeah. And the it turns out at the third bank, the guy had just seen how hard we worked and he believed in us. And um, at that point, we were able to tell him some numbers from our pop-up events. And so he had the ability to kind of overwrite and make the loan happen. Okay. Um, and that's 
how it finally came to be. And that's the one where he made it happen, but right. then tried to send it in to make it an SBA. And they said, <laughs> right. no, because you got crowdfunded. So they wanted a uh, signed release from every single person that donated even a dollar. Hundreds. Hundreds of people. Sure. Um, yeah. To have them say that they didn't expect a right. stake in the business, right. even right. though we tried to explain that that was the whole Wow. Point of the crowdfunding. You know, I, I wonder if that's a lesson down the road. Um, you know, would you advise people doing something similar to that to the crowdfunding to put a disclaimer in there that you will not get a, a portion of the business? I'm just saying, so next mm-hmm. time you go to a, seriously, think it, about that, right? It's next already, time, it was already in there. It was in there, but they didn't care. Well, because you're getting whatever the perk is. That's right. That's what, when what's the official, <laughs> what's, what's the term again? Fun crowd funding. Crowdfunding. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and you said you heard that idea from from another podcast. Um, what was that? All, what was that like? How how did that conversation go? Hey, we should do this and see if our community will support us. That yeah. was a really fun exercise in how we were going to like compromise on things. Actually, it was great. Ashley wanted to start out just doing like you just crowdfund. There's no perks. Um, oh yeah. And like the idea was just to be able you're investing. To- you're investing not in the sense that you're going to get anything back monetarily but that you're going to get value in a shop that you're going to want to sure. hang out at right. in the future. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I want the stuff. I, I said, <laughs> that's what I said. I said, I yeah. love the idea yeah. right. of, you know, doing yeah. that. And I would probably do that, but I get more excited I, about a sweatshirt than what you, you had like, <laughs> and, and, and again, in chatting with you all, I remember, I think was like a $10 coffee was like one level and then, mm-hmm. right. Is that right? And like $10 and, yes. and then 20, you got this and a hundred, you got that right. Is yeah. That it was a coffee different mug levels. Yes. You got like a percentage off. If you bring that coffee mug in yeah. when you get it filled and yeah. So and when the free coffee, the, and, the highest level was, um, you got a whole bookcase dedicated to whoever you wanted sure. to. Yeah. Okay, so if I go in there, I see the names on the bookcases. Yeah. That's what those are. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. So, and then you started doing the pop-up shops. Again, same question. Like, where did that idea come from? I had not seen, for a new business to do that, I, I don't know if, if I was familiar with something like that before. It was that a, hey, we need some cash. Maybe that was I mean, part of it. And that's okay. Maybe people were so excited. Like, we announced in December of 2021. Okay. And people got so excited that I think we were just really anxious to be able okay. to to sell books to people. And we had this idea pre-COVID of doing book fair at a bar. Okay. Like before the idea of book tenders ever came up, we saw this meme that was like scholastic book fair, but at a bar. And we were like, we should do that summit and get Cicada come down. Sure. And so then we were like, let's have a book fair at a bar. And that was our most successful pop-up. Yeah. And, and maybe that, our most successful day ever in business. <laughs> right. Second. It's second. the second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the other one came up because after we had announced, um, one of our friends had uh, messaged, I think it was Kristen Hodges. I don't Oh, about HerdCon? Yes. And said, hey, we're having this HerdCon. I think it would be cool if you guys could set up there um and they were still looking for vendors so i was like hey we could do this it would be perfect a way to like introduce ourselves like that's right it's 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 it also it's a marketing thing there's no doubt yeah and my advice would be pick a so we didn't do great on sales that day we did we did okay but we didn't do great but it was invaluable in the sense that everything that 
could have gone wrong did. Okay. And we learned so much. Like, nothing really worked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're going to follow our little path, pick a first pop-up where no one actually wants to shop with you. Okay. And so the or few... Or there's yeah. so much other stuff <laughs> sure. that, you know... So the few people that do, yeah... Yeah. And everybody was everybody at HerdCon is so like chill. Oh, so yeah. it was really the was absolute great. perfect. Sure. Moses Auto Mall of Huntington has been the region's professional grade GMC dealership for over twenty years. To see our selection of new and pre owned GMCs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. All right, so now, you know, again, let's fast forward. We're approved. We got the location. Now what? That store, did it need? Did you all remodel it or was it already built? (laughs) Or, Uh, okay. Okay, it was three separate spaces, and the first third was a barbershop. The very back was an old apartment. They took it down to the studs. I mean, it was in bad shape. To begin old with, building. I mean, yeah. old building. Yeah. yeah. To begin with, it started as we knew that from the barber shop back was one space okay. because I guess that was his storage area. Mm-hmm. So they knocked it all the way back um, to the studs there, and that's that was going to be our space. So we had plans, you know, marked up on how we were going to be able to use that with being like having the bar there, having the seating area, having a kid's corner, all this. And then, what was it, two months later, I guess they had started working on the apartment behind it and realized that there was actually a connecting door and they were like, hey, do you want this space too? And we're like, absolutely, yes, we we need more room. Sure. And we, yeah, we can't, I mean, we would have made it work, but I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. Any delays in that process? (laughs) I love it, yeah. Has any business has any business open on the day they said they're going to open? I don't think so. Right, we're going to open April first. We were if they did. It's I September thirtieth. I don't know what right. we, pull they had. To we do. aimed for March. We were open in June, so we actually planned an author event. This woman wrote a book about uh, it's the fictional story of Dorothy Draper, who uh, brought the Greenbrier back back to life after World War II. She reached out to us in December and said, hey, I'm writing this book. I'd like to send you guys copies. We're like, awesome. And she's like, do you want to do an event? We're like, yeah. And we said, we will definitely be open at the end of May. Because we were our not. original timeline was <laughs> February. Yeah. And I said, it's not going to be February. Sure. Let's push that out. And then we pushed it out till I think I said, maybe we'll think April, like end of April, sure. beginning of May pushing that out enough and then so never plan anything add add four months we had it we had it in the parking lot i remember that yeah (laughs) because we couldn't even go inside sure because uh it hadn't been approved by the fire marshal right yeah so what else on that so obviously you had to get a beer and wine license yeah that's i've never heard that's a good time um and then getting did you you have that when you opened on day one no i didn't think so yeah about a month later right um, and, and that's another another piece of advice, right? That's uh, another one. I start that one earlier than almost anything else. My I, number one piece of advice is never forget you need a mop sink. Okay, that's the one that they came in and said you need a mop sink. We yeah yeah talked to the health department early on because like what happened, what Mandy's referring to is we kind of thought we had everything in line. 
we talked to the health department and found out we needed a mop sink. And the store had already been plumbed. Mm. And planned out. And planned out. And so we ended up having to put it in the very front okay. of the store. Or, you know. Okay. <laughs> so we, we made a little cover for it. And it looks pretty. And we dedicated it to our friend Kenny and put pictures of Kenny on it. So, so that <laughs> you, you bring up a great point, though. Like, how would, how would you know that you have to have yeah. a, a mop sink there? Was there a place, though, you could have found that out? Like, was... Yes and no. Um, I don't. I don't know that there was a place that we could have very specifically found out right. about the mop sink or other things like that. Yeah, like those weird are. caveats. There that, are the second bathroom. We had. We found out we had to have a second bathroom because we serve beer and wine. I've heard that too. The mop sink. Uh, it, our plumber, after we found out, said, "Oh yeah, I knew that. I just forgot." <laughs> So that might be a place that you can find. Ask out. your plumber. I mean, it kind of makes sense in a way, right? Yeah. I mean, but yeah. And and hope that he knows. Yeah, yeah. and remembers. But sure. yeah, I would say ask. I mean, the people at the health department are awesome. Like, get a contact there and say, like, hey, I'm looking before at before we get started. Yeah, before yes. we get started, before we make too many plans, what do I need to account for? Right. Yeah. Or and, and this is what I have in mind. Is yeah. This yeah. Sent, yeah. And we had and, sent. We had sent the plans that I had drawn up with everything in it. And it, I think it was one of those things where they didn't notice that it didn't have a mop sink on the plans. Right. And then we didn't we think didn't, about the fact yeah. that we needed sure. one. So. Okay. All right. So now, you know, we talked about this. It, it, you've exceeded your expectations. You know, without going into specific numbers, though, what kind of goals uh, did you have when you opened? What expectations did you have? Um, goal was make a profit in the first year okay because don't tell me i can't do something right that worked (laughs) yeah and it was profitable um another goal was just to be open long enough for people to know we existed and for the community to come in and realize that we were a positive addition and something that was actually going to help and enrich the community and not just you know come in and try to i don't know bring too our, much hustle and yeah. bustle <laughs> squeeze our, because we're from huntington yeah and we're starting a business in barbersville we didn't want it to feel like we were trying to bring huntington to barbersville we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that we wanted to be a part of the barbersville community sure and then also obviously we want to welcome people from Huntington too, but we didn't want the community to feel like we were just encroaching as opposed to just Mm -hmm. trying to meld in with them. What have you learned in this first year? What surprised you the most in this first year? I know what Ashley's gonna say. What am I gonna say? How much physical work it takes to (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Never thought owning a bookstore would be so physically demanding. Okay. Um, (laughs) Books are heavy. Right. 70 boxes of books are really heavy. Sure. Is that what you, is that <laughs> well, what you had when so, you opened, like 70? or? Well, we had them before we opened. That's right. You were <laughs> because, lugging them around. You uh... know, because we were told a certain... Well, luckily, there's a space next door, but I just can't tell you how many times I lugged those boxes back and forth because then we were looking for books to take to the pop-up. But um, I don't know what's surprised me. 
I mean, that can be a positive. I, I think I'm the type of person that just kind of rolls with the punches. Okay. I don't think I had, like, I really wanted to do well, but um, I, I don't know. I didn't have any expectations. I don't know that I had... Nothing surprised. That's, that's 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 a good thing. That's okay, you know that yeah. nothing has uh, surprised mean, you. Well, I mean, there have been things that surprised me, but I don't know that it was because we had an expectation that okay. that well, has been subverted. And in it's any still way. a learning process oh, the yes. entire time. Yeah. I mean, just figuring out our ordering and um, our software and and what works and what doesn't. Sure. I mean, it's. It's all still a learning process. That's right. For what sure. the community wants. Yeah. Yes. You know, you want to make sure to have what the people you're selling to want yes. and not yeah. just what you want. Yeah. And who knows what the future holds, but, you know, what you're doing now won't be the same in five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, right? Oh, it won't right? be the same next year. That's right. And I don't expect it to. But yeah. I think that that's kind of important when it you're is. doing business is you have to constantly yep. be adapting. If, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're doing business the same way you were five years ago, you're probably not in business right now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, what goals do you all have now? What what new goals do you have? What new expectations do you have? What's, what's, what's next? I want everyone to find us. Like, this has just been happening recently. No one knows you're there. No one knows. It's happened a few times. I mean, we have a great customer base, but three times in the past month, someone's come in who is a huge book lover, who loves to buy books, who has had no idea that we are there. And I'm like, how are these people, like these book lovers, not finding us? Sure. So I just want everyone who wants to come to Book Tenders to know about Book Well, let's talk about that. I mean, you can open up a brilliant business and have a great concept and, and everything's perfect, but if you don't advertise, you don't brand, you don't market, no one's going to find you. How, how have you all been doing that branding, that marketing in that in this first year, in this first year and a couple months? We've tried several things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mainly, a lot of it is Facebook and Instagram because, I mean, those are honestly Organic or paid way. posts. Organic. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the best way to really get to anybody. But outside of that, you know, we've done a few, uh, you know, not advertisements, but like put in coupons in certain flyers or we've sponsored a couple mm. of, you know, different things to, to get our name out there. It's just really kind of trying to find the perfect you know, meetup sure. of the people that we're trying to reach right. and how they receive all of their information and trying to put those two together is very difficult. And you wouldn't believe how many people say, oh, I've been wanting to get here forever, but I live all the way in Huntington. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I drove from there today. Uh-huh. I'll drive back to there tonight. Trust to me, I know. And then do it again tomorrow. <laughs> to be entirely fair, I absolutely felt the same way. I know. It's not that far, you guys. But, like, how many of those people that. drive to Target all the time? That's what I want to tell them. When's the last mm-hmm. time you went to Target, huh? Sure. It's yeah. Make a right instead of left, right? <laughs> yeah. off, off the exit, off the exit there. So any challenges, adversities in the first year? Staffing and inventory, you know, things that a lot of people have been talking about this last year. Our challenges were one after the another after another prior to opening. Okay. Um, you know, lots lots of crying. Lots of <laughs> Lots of taking things yeah. out on bookcases. That yeah, being... lots of broken nails and bruised <laughs> body parts. Um, but I say since we opened, every challenge, again, is a learning opportunity and just something we are learning about our business. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. And it works that we're both very opposite and the same in ways that mm-hmm. are very complementary. Right. Like her reading, you know, catalog is completely different than mine, but also we meld on a few things. Sure. And it kind of works like that with everything. Like, I'll have an idea and she'll either say, oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly what I was thinking, or we'll both have the opposite idea and then we'll be like, okay, but we could do this. How do we take the best out. parts of yeah. right. each of those? So it works out. Yeah. So, so earlier you were talking about your, your market research and all that stuff, and maybe I should have asked this earlier. What about the big box stores, the internet, the Kindles, and all that kind of stuff, right? So. It, it, can be, it can be a challenge to open up a brick and mortar store uh, mortar store in 2022, 2023. So how did that go into it? The internet, the Kindles and the big box stores. So Amazon, as well as other big box stores are not the competition that you think they are. Why not? Uh, to me, they are. I would, I would have 1000 right. say they I are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. agreed with you until I was doing whole okay. research. Yeah. Um, but essentially the idea of being able to have it in one day, you know, all that is very exciting. And Amazon sells books at a loss specifically just to pull you in. And that kind of... That's interesting. That, yeah. 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 Um, but that kind of pulls people in thinking that books, you know, might be less expensive or they expect. But as far as them being your competition, Amazon isn't going to give you the same thing that independent bookstores are. So at an independent bookstore, you're going to have people who are going to know what you like to read as you come in. They're going to know what is going to work for you. They're going to be able to give you recommendations based on what you like or what you don't like. Uh, And they're going to have a sort of wider range of ideas to pull from, whereas Amazon's going to be pulling from an algorithm. Yeah. The best algorithm can't do what we can do, which is know our customer, hear from them what they liked, what they didn't like, what they liked about the book, what they didn't like, and then say, I think you would love this one. Sure. And most book readers, I think, a lot of the time aren't necessarily going to Amazon to get a book because they want to buy books from Amazon. Right. You know, they're they're doing that because they know a book is out they go and you know and we have a website where you can order books um if you go to booktenderswv.com instead of amazon.com you can buy any book pretty much what percentage of your sales are online uh very few we we that is a goal in the next years to better our website um but you know we are only two people sure and (laughs) but anyway um is it going to cost more ordering from us? Yes. But do you want to give us money or do you want to give Jeff Bezos sure. money? Like, 100%. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. So even if even if you're like, oh, it's so much more convenient to order online, I don't want to leave the house, you can still do that with us. Right. You can even call us and say, yeah. I want this book and we will ship it to and, you. And sure. our post office is a block away. So then we just stroll on down to the right. post office yes. and mail it out. Sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's get to the end of this. Um, I do want to say something. Yeah. Why'd you raise your, she raised her hand, but okay. Yes. Okay. Um, well, just going into big box stores competition and that I tell people I wouldn't have opened an independent bookstore prior to COVID. 
But COVID did two things. It got people really invested in local businesses and got a lot of people shopping small, supporting local, um, because that's who took care of us in those tough times. Um, and also people kind of rediscovered this love of reading and reading has become super cool again. Yeah. So it's weird, but COVID actually helped independent bookstores That's and awesome. all over the US, people are opening them again. They're coming back That's in a awesome. big way. There, There is something charming. Uh, there's another word I'm looking for, but there is something very charming in, in, about walking through a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And your old bookstore, you can do with a glass of wine or a, or a beer too, mm-hmm. right? So um, that makes it even, even, even better. So yeah, I think that's it. So Ashley, Mandy, again, thank you so much. It's an awesome bookstore. If you've not been to it, Book Tenders. Is that Main Street or Central Avenue? I don't know which one. 621 Central Avenue. Central Avenue on the corner of like Central and Main. Yeah. I always get to mix up which one it is. And uh, again, booktenderswv.com. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you. Thanks, Reeves. This has been In Your Business. I'm Reeves Kurtner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and even leave us a review. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington. MosesMeansMore.com and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Auto Mall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening to In Your Business.